Hello and welcome back to another episode of Chips in the Dip. It has been a little minute since we have talked, since we have been on the pod, but I'm Ryan White alongside Matt and Lucas. Um, actually, this was the this was the trio in the last episode, so we got the gang back for this one. How are you guys doing? I'm hype. We got a lot to talk about. Happy to be here, man. I've definitely been better sports wise, but I'm 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 happy to talk. <laughs> I bet. Boss, um, happy to be here, man. Yes, sir. So let's let's just get right into it. Let's start with um, AFC Championship game. Chiefs. I don't even know what I watched, honestly. Um, they jumped out to a quick twenty-one to three lead, and then honestly folded the entire second half. My biggest takeaway, though, from that game is, yeah, Mahomes is great, but he has he has a lot of stuff he needs to fix and work on because. In these games where it's, like, close and defensive games, you got to, like, do a lot more thinking and, like, processing stuff instead of, like, playing, like, backyard football, just playing, bro. He is not – he's not as precise as some of these veteran quarterbacks that you need in, like, big-time playoff games. And when he's panicking, it's not good. So, when Joe Burrow – you could you could clearly see a difference in, like, their two play styles in the second half. It just looked like Joe Burrow was not missing – Everything was right for him, and Mahomes was running around taking 10-yard losses and not throwing the ball away. It was just – I don't know. I was pretty disappointed in Mahomes. Yeah, no, yeah. Mahomes, com- Mahomes completely sold that game, uh, that second half. Both times they played the Bengals this year, uh, the Chiefs offense has just been non-existent in the second half. Don't know what, what the deal with that is. But um, Mahomes, this is not the first time we've seen him choke. It probably won't be the last, but – yeah, he's definitely got a lot of mechanical things to work on. Yeah, no, that, that final drive in the fourth quarter when they're going down, um, I mean, can either obviously they tied the game like they did, but they have a chance to, you know, score a touchdown and take the lead, put some pressure on the Bengals, have them, you know, mount a quick 40-second drive type stuff. And he takes two big sacks, one inside the 10, and then he takes another and he gets dropped at like the 21-22, setting up uh, – setting up Butker's field goals. You just can't take sacks in that situation. And he had uh, he had Kelsey and uh, Pringle open in the end zone on the one he took um, when he got sacked at the 22 as well. So, I mean, he was just running for his life back there. Seemed to be constant all game. The Bengals got a good rush. And uh, as long as, along with the Chiefs D-line, they were all over Burrow, but Burrow was able to escape, unlike uh, Mahomes most of the game. Yeah. Yeah, Burrow was pretty magical. What did you yeah. say, Lucas? I, I just said Burrow was pretty magical in, in the second half, trying to get out of the pocket and finding people open all the time. Oh. And another thing is about the Chiefs, like, we saw this at the beginning of this year. Like, I remember saying, like, they weren't even going to make the playoffs. Like, they were playing that bad, like, five weeks. And people were – I mean, a lot – it looked like Mahomes, like, made progress, you know, like, because teams have started to, like, make them play, like, the whole field have to go down the field, just keeping everything underneath. And it looked like Mahomes and them were starting to do that a lot more. But then in the AFC Championship game, when they needed to do it, they weren't. Mahomes wasn't taking the shorter routes; they were just running around. I don't know. But we now let's give the Bengals some praise. Um, Bengals are really good. They've been considered like these underdogs all year, but they've been really good all year. Their defense these last few weeks have been really good. Obviously, Joe Burrow and their offense have been explosive all season, but the Bengals' defense have been really, really shut down these last few weeks. I mean, they completely shut down the Chiefs. The Titans only scored, I think it was 16 total points. Henry came back. They locked that down. They yeah. were pretty good against the Raiders, too. So, like, their offense hasn't really been doing it in the playoffs, but Joe Burrow is still clutch, makes all the plays he needs. So, like, the Bengals are really good. That's what I got to say about them. Yeah, watching watching that Chiefs game, Joe Burrow had a great game, don't get me wrong, but it's not like he had an insane stellar, you know, four touchdown, 350-yard type performance. He's just doing what he needs to do with what's given to him on the field. When he got the, the interception in overtime, did what he needed to do, um, going down the field, gave the ball to Mixon a few times, who also had over 100 yards, not getting enough praise for that game at all. He had a great game. Um, but he's just doing what he he's doing what he needs to do with what's given to him, and that's that's all you can ask for, especially in a second year guy coming off a horrible knee injury like that. But it's it's gonna be a good Super Bowl, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, 
with Mixon performing well, with Chase performing well, Higgins. Um, I mean, why why not the Bengals? Why why can't they go out there and just beat the Rams full of superstars? They've they've taken care of the Chiefs. Their their defense is not getting the credit it deserves at all. Like like Matt said, Burrow's just doing what he's got to do to get by. Um, like when they went into overtime and the Chiefs won the coin toss, we were all like, oh here we go again. Like yep. change these rules and then the Bengals defense did what the Bills defense couldn't do. And that's pick off Mahomes and give the ball back to him, which that OT rule, that's a, that's a discussion for another time. But when you have the entire team working, just doing what they need to do, you're, you can't be beat in that situation. Definitely. Yeah, no, it helps. Mixon, Mixon didn't have a hundred on the ground. He had a hundred total, but helping in the rushing and receiving game, that was big for the, uh, that was big for the Bengals as well as, um, you know, even they they held Chase to what fifty four yards, fifty five yards, in comparison to the first game he had two hundred sixty six. I mean, yeah. they they kept Chase in check, even though he still scored. But you know, receivers like T Higgins had over a hundred. I mean, you have guys stepping up when you know um, your best guys getting taken out of the game, and that might be the case in the Super Bowl with Jalen Ramsey on Jamar Chase. That should be a good matchup. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to bring that up, Jamar Chase and Jalen Ramsey. I can't wait to watch that. That's not being talked about enough, dude. That matchup—that hasn't been a big name thing in like you know the news yet. I'm excited to see that. But even if Ramsey does take Chase out of the game, the Rams—who's—who's going to stop T. Higgins? Who's—who's going to stop? Like they have so many weapons, you can't just yeah. You you take Chase out and they still win. Like the only thing is though. I'm scared about Aaron Donald and Von Miller for the <laughs> and yeah, Leonard Floyd and um, and and Leonard Floyd. And that's going to be a problem. That's scary. Yeah, I mean the Chiefs. The Chiefs D line was getting enough pressure on Burrow all game, and you know they have a couple big name guys um, on their D line, but nothing compared to Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. Like that's going to be a nightmare for what some would say a poverty O line. Like just a horror. Yeah, that that old line is shit. He got sacked nine times against Tennessee, man. That just can't happen, and that's Uh gonna be. It's gonna might be a problem in the Super Bowl. They they uh, they better hope that uh, their tight end Uzma Ozuma. What uh, he actually got hurt last game. They don't know if he's gonna play in the bowl. I know. Yeah, I'm saying they better hope he comes back because he's big in the blocking game too. Oh yeah, for sure. What about let's let's move over to the NFC Championship game when the Rams defeated the 49ers. I think the 49ers were on a six-game winning streak over the Rams going into the game. Yeah, They finally did it. I'm happy for Stafford. The one year he's on a really good team. I mean, he's in the Super Bowl. Yeah, A lot of people probably expected that since the trade went down. But the Rams, they're obviously probably going to be the favorite to me. But the story of that game is Jimmy Garoppolo's done. The Niners are going to have a new quarterback. He's held them back. But – yeah. Um, fuck the 49ers. Jimmy Garoppolo belongs in jail. Um, what he said about Green Bay, don't even get me started. But anyways, he really showed his true colors on that final drive when he was spinning around and just chucked the ball up. Like, that's not that's not what you're supposed to do at all. And I, I think they should have started with – or they should have tried to put in Trey Lance, like, a lot earlier because everybody knew going into the playoffs, Jimmy Garoppolo is just not going to get the job done. Yeah, I mean, that's that's bold, Trey Lance. That's going to be Trey Lance's team next year, no doubt. But uh, to say that you should put Trey Lance in in a playoff game like that with no – I mean, he had a couple regular season oh, game no. experiences. He tossed the rock only a few times. He ran most of the time when he was in those regular season games. Um, I mean, you have to keep Jimmy G in a game like that. I mean, he's been to the Super Bowl. He's made his way through the playoffs before. It's just uh, he's uh, notorious for, you know – just like his buddy he beat in the divisional round, choking in the playoffs. So, I mean, that's just, you know, not a good look for Jimmy G. But I'm happy for Matt Stafford. Like I said, like uh, I saw something on Instagram. It's one of the most likable quarterback matchups in a Super Bowl you could have. Joe Burrow. No Matt kidding. Stafford. I'm not going to be mad with whoever wins. I mean, personally, I, I want Matt Stafford to get his, dude. He deserves it after 13 years of pain in Detroit. But, uh, you know, Joe Burrow's the future, so. Yeah, this this might be – because of all of the money and the cap situation, this might be the Rams and Stafford's last chance to really like 
yeah. make it to the bowl. But the Bengals, I guarantee this will not be their last time here. Yeah, no, the Rams invested for a one-year wonder type deal, and they're all in on the Super Bowl, and they're they're here, so I don't think they're I don't think they're gonna back down. Yeah, definitely not. Can we can we talk about Cooper Cup? That's shit, bro. That's the offensive player of the year. Cooper Cup, offensive player of the year. Matt thinks he's the MVP, which I like. Um, he put up another. 140 yards in a touchdown in a in the NFC Championship game. He's been putting like up 150 every single Sunday this year. Uh, Ten catches and 150 in a touchdown. You can put that in the stat sheet every week. Um, yeah, he's insane. And also Odell balled out too. It's good to see him. He finally he's fully in the offense. Everything's going right for him. It looks like he had one of his best statistical games with them so far. Best in a while, actually. He had think he had 10 yeah. catches 100 yards too so Odell's cooking Stafford's cooking I can't wait for the Super Bowl yeah if, dude Cooper if cut. the Rams what you got I was gonna say if if the Rams had Robert Woods they would be a four-headed monster at receiver that wide receiver room would be the best in the league it probably still is they probably have the top like the best trio of receivers that I I can even think of really yeah Odell up in uh, Jefferson, and then when healthy, Higby was doing some damage before he got hurt in that 49er game. So, I mm-hmm. mean, he's, he's a solid tight end for sure, but not nah, Cooper Cup. I know Rodgers is probably going to get the MVP. It's a quarterback award. Not not saying – not knocking Rodgers at all. He deserves it. But Cooper Cup has been the best receiver, hands down, without a debate, in my opinion, in the NFL this year. He had maybe six games without 100 receiving yards. Like, that's nuts. Like, that's crazy. And he led the league in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns for a receiver this year. And without Cooper Cup, the Rams are not in the Super Bowl. I'll tell you that right now. If you watched any Rams games, I watched a lot this year because he was on my fantasy team in our fantasy league. So I was always watching this dude. And he's just a target hog, like 10-plus targets a game. You know, it's just crazy. It's crazy the volume he has. The thing is, too, with Cup, he doesn't – bro, he blocks like a tight end. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. It is ridiculous. Like, he is literally as good as a tight end in blocking sometimes. Like, he yeah. moves people and clears people. He threw – During he tossed, um the game against the Bucks. Yeah, during yeah. the game against the Bucks, Did you see yeah. him put Devin White on his back, dude? Come <laughs> he on. put Devin White straight And then uh, – <laughs> they uh, and then, I remember in the Rams game, they, had, they tried to have OBJ come down and crack uh, uh, Bosa. And Bosa literally threw OBJ right into the running back. And it was just no comp. And the, even the announcers were like, yeah, you got to have Cooper Cup out there to block that. OBJ is, you know, a little too soft, a little too prima donna to make that block. Cooper Cup is just a nose-down competitor, dude. He's a beast. He's insane. And he does. people hate on him because he doesn't get used like most wide receiver ones, like Devontae yeah. Adams, for example. Like, he's not always on the outside going against corners, but – you can't deny like his production, like that's don't lie. <laughs> like, like, and yeah, no. Nah. What he does for them blocking, what he does, like, and bro, the thing is, it also like they call him like this little white receiver, like the old stigma. Mm-hmm. But like Cooper Cup is six two and breaks tackles like every time he catches the ball. Like he does not get tackled one on one. Like, yeah, you know when it's. It- when it's said and done, he's going to be better than receivers like Julian Edelman. He's going to be better than Edelman. Like, if he oh, stays healthy, he, he is. Like, Edelman never had a season like this. Like, oh, yeah, 100%. A lot of receivers never, never had a season like this. Yeah. It's most rare. receivers have never had a season like that. <laughs> I, I can't think about the last time a receiver led the league in catches, receiving yards, and touchdowns in the same season. Correct me if I'm wrong. I can't even. I can't even think. If I had to guess, it'd probably be like Megatron back in like 2011 or some stuff like hey, that. Hey, I. I love Cup, but let's not forget that he played 20 games this season. He's about to play his 21st game. Oh, that's, yeah. That's saying, a lot of games. I'm not saying he's the best receiver, but I'm just saying, like, he is right there. And if I'm not going to argue someone if they say he is, but, like, he also still, yeah. he put up 1,900 yards in the regular season. I still know? think yeah, I th- he was, I still like, think he was the short. best. Yeah, there was an extra week, and he was like 130 short of Megatron's record. But like, still, he put and he was only no. 19, like 17, 18 games. Like, yeah, right. he was only he was only about four, uh, three or four catches short of Michael Thomas's single season catch record. He was at like 144. I think Thomas was 148. So I'm like, 
Dude, it's it's crazy his production this year. And especially I'm sure having Sean McVay helps. He just gets them open whatever concept they run. And I'm mm-hmm. sure if any like even if like Adams is under uh Sean McVay, no no shot on uh LaFleur, but like if Adams is under McVay, dude, Adams might be the greatest receiver of like all time. Like, you know, <laughs> it's might how it be, you know? Or Cup Cup just fits that offense. He he takes jet sweeps, he takes green, he does it all. Like nah, he is there. I don't nice. think I don't think you could replace Cup with a single receiver, and I don't think they'd be better on the Rams, honestly. Uh uh-uh. uh. Tough to tell, but yeah, no. That is tough to tough say, that, but I'm gonna say yeah. that. I've been high on him all season, dude. I think he deserves MVP, but won't happen. But offensive player of the year. I hope he still gets that over Jonathan Taylor. I mean, oh, easily, easily. If if he doesn't get a, over Jonathan Taylor, the awards mean nothing. None of them mean yeah. anything. I yeah. didn't. I didn't have this scheduled, but I think that the. I want to talk about like the best players this year. I think like the, the three like best individual players this year were probably Cup, T.J. Watt, and I don't know who I'd put third, but I mean maybe quarterback. Maybe Rogers, but <laughs> Cup and Watt had like just absolute historic. Yeah. Season. Oh yeah, yeah no, historic. Yeah. I think I mean, if we're being real, you gotta toss Nikhil Harry in there somewhere. I mean that guy's that guy's yeah, right. top three on anyone's board in the NFL this year. But yeah, um right. you know, you know, i I guess I'll I'll slide him in right behind Cup and Watt. I mean, you know. Yeah, that's that's a pretty elite group right there, I'd say. Yeah, no, but if I had to say Rodgers, Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league this year. I think everyone knows that. But, I mean, even the production out of, like, quarterbacks like Josh Allen this year, like, still a monster year out of the dude. So, I mean, there were so many great individual seasons across the league. It's hard to it's hard to rank them all, but I would say Cup and Water one and two, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, part of that, I just wanted to throw Watt in there, to be honest. But, um, yes. He's, like, the only bright spot on Pittsburgh. I don't even blame you. Let's – yeah, uh, Let's switch to the Super Bowl. Let's make some Super Bowl early Super Bowl picks. We still got some time. Um, Cincinnati versus LA. It's in LA. Um, I'll go first. I've been doubting. I doubted Cincy last week. I'm gonna doubt them again. I got. I'm picking. I'm picking the Rams. Respectfully, um, I think it will be close. Maybe it just depends how the Rams team line. If they take over the game, it could get ugly, like we saw in last year's Super Bowl. If they really completely take over the game. Because I know the Rams are putting up points. I know that for a fact. Like, they are going to score. Um, I got Rams, though. If I was a betting man, which I am, and I'm going to tell you guys exactly (laughs) what I'm going to do for the Super Bowl. So, I want to take the Bengals money line so, so badly. I really do. I really have a lot of faith in, in this historic Cinderella story. But even in, like, March Madness, the Cinderella stories, the big dogs always come out on top. I'm slamming the Rams money line. I'm taking um, – I'm probably going to take Jamar Chase over whatever his, his yards are. But, yeah, I might put a 50-burger on the Rams money line for, for the Super Bowl. They have too many, too many superstars that would be – the team's number one option on any other team pretty much. Yeah. I'm, I'm also going to, I'm going to clean sweep it here and take the Rams as well. Um, I do think depending on who the tight ends, I know both tight ends are questionable right now and I'm willing to bet there will be um, regardless if Uzuma plays or heavy plays, if they're playing one of like both of them are going to score. I guarantee there will be a touchdown tight end touchdown on either side of the ball. They've been play red zone threats all year. So I guarantee, you know, Higby plays, he's going to score. Azuma plays, he's going to score. So bet a tight end touchdown right now. Um, but like like Ryan said, if the Rams D-line takes over, could get extremely ugly. But I'm expecting a shootout. I'm hoping that they uh, they go a little max protects um, when they want Burrow to throw the ball. But I'm also taking Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP, because I feel like they're just going to force feed I like feed that him. a lot. They're just going to force hey. Cup is winning. If the Rams win and Cup puts up like 150, he's getting it. My I, Super I Bowl MVP. My Super Bowl MVP. I'm calling it right now. We can come back to this podcast. It's gonna be Odell. Odell is gonna catch a 70 yard strike down the middle in like the middle of the third quarter, or something. Something crazy with Odell is definitely gonna happen. Book it. 
Interesting. Nah, but I, I can't see I can't see the Rams winning. I mean, even even in the games where like Cup would put up like you know, sixty five yards this year, the Rams those are usually the games the Rams aren't winning this year. So I mean, I feel like if the Rams have won a fighting chance at winning against a pretty good Bengals defense, Cup's gonna have to have you know over eight catches, over a hundred yards, and maybe a touchdown or two, like they've done all year in the games they've dominated. Definitely. Joe. Yeah, and I don't. I don't like going against Joe Burrow. Like, I actually do yeah, like him. Nah. And I don't – I like, I'm scared. Like, he – he's someone you don't want to bet against. Like, he just wins. Like mm-hmm. – I saw this stat. It was, like, the last five times Burrow has been the underdog, he's won. So, I guess it's just pick your poison with him. But the line is only, like – the line is, like, three, I think, or three it's, and a half. It's four and a half in favor of the Rams. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I mean, yeah. not not the biggest spread ever, but still, you know, you gotta you gotta think about it. I don't know. I think, I think it's perfect. I think yeah. that spread's perfect. I'm saying if both tight ends play though, Higby scoring and Azuma scoring, I, I'm willing to bet that. There's always a big. I'm confident in that. I bet there's gonna be a streaker on the field. Someone's gonna streak. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, probably. All right. So today the goat retired officially. <sighs> Matt, you can have the floor first. Hold on one sec. Whatever you want to say about Tom Brady, go ahead. <laughs> today was a tough day. Um in room twenty one oh nine at Marshall University. Um woke up from my nap and saw Tom Brady officially retired. I had a little hope that Schefter was uh that Schefter was wrong. But um, you know, I, ex- I, I expected him to retire. He wanted to play till 45, and he said he's going to play till he sucks, and he said, screw it. I still don't suck, and I'm just sick and tired of playing every year. So, I mean, in, like the greatest of all time, hands down. I don't think it's an argument in any stage. I think he's the greatest athlete. Like, you know, I think he's the greatest competitor of all time, greatest competitor in any sport to play, better than Michael Jordan, better than Wayne Gretzky, better than freaking Babe Ruth, whatever you want to draw it up. The best athlete and competitor of all time. And seven Super Bowls, 22 seasons, uh, 70% in the Super Bowls for that matter. He, you know, literally was passing in the Super Bowl. It's just, I don't know. It's crazy to think he was, he still led the league in uh, passing yards this year. So um, that's my, that's my whole childhood right there, man. I mean, Tom Brady's been in the league since that literally the year I was born. So, um, you know, definitely going to be weird seeing the NFL without, you know, guys like him, Big Ben, uh, you know, Philip Rivers. Big Rimmer. Rape. Yeah, big, <laughs> um, you know, Peyton, you know, Peyton Manning, Philip Rivers, all those guys, especially you know, guys like Joe Flacco. And I mean, we're missing some guys that were part of Matt, our childhood. Matt but, Schaub, even. Yeah, but no, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers is kind of the last guy in our childhood still in the league, if if you had to ask me. But no, nah, definitely a sad day, and uh, you know, love him or hate him, you're gonna miss seeing Brady in the NFL, man. He was so good for the league. Most yeah, definitely. I I figured it was going to happen once he started, like, releasing these quotes and stuff about his family and stuff. Yeah. Like, he simply – I selfishly wanted to see how long he could actually go yeah. and still be elite. But yeah. it just come it just came down to him. I mean, he's, he's 44. He doesn't want to commit and do everything that it takes to still play at this high level because it, it's a lot. I mean, going through all the – diets that he's on trainings that he's doing the lifestyle like he doesn't want to do it anymore he can't commit to it anymore that's what it really came down to and he wants to yeah, do it now so but yeah nothing else needs to be said i mean he's the greatest i don't i ain't gonna yeah i know him. he's the greatest and he he still went out being elite i mean he led the league in passing yards this year took his team to the i mean the divisional round with a completely depleted team they didn't have chris godwin um they didn't have you know Fournette for a decent amount of the year we're Mike Mike Evans kept getting hurt on and off. I mean, you know, it's just, it's just crazy what he's able to do in his entire career. And even you know, watching the document on ESPN, like he's a, you realize how much of a family guy he really is. Like as you watch that document, you it, you you think like, wow, I'm surprised he didn't retire earlier. Like in 2016, after Super Bowl 51, his mom had cancer that entire year, and he just kept playing through it. And he's like, I'm doing this for my mom, doing this for my family. Persevered through that year. 
and it's just crazy to think he actually kept going this long um despite things that were happening to his family he has three kids so i mean you know happy retirement to tom brady i hope he i hope he takes up some kind of like sports anchor type of stuff i hope he gets into like commentating that'd be really cool but um you know hopefully it's not the last we hear from him but he's he's definitely gonna be missed especially by me I need a Brady Gronk broadcast on every like yes. CBS noon game. I need a Brady Gronk. Oh my god, that would be funny. Yeah, and this this also means that Gronk's probably retiring again too. He only came back for Tom, so I mean, I probably expect in the next couple of weeks Gronk to dip on out too. In my opinion, the greatest tight end of all time. So you know, I mean, you you can make the argument for that Tony Gonzalez, whatever you want, nah, do your thing, is. but. He is. No, I, I truly do think Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time. So we're losing the greatest quarterback and tight end of all time within, you know, the same year. And, uh, you know, they went out together on the same team. So many milestones together. He, he couldn't have drawn him up, drawn it up very uh, much better. Gronk is the greatest tight end of all time, actually. <laughs> I truly I truly think he is. Some people will be, you know, oh, and Tony I, Gonzalez. Too. I think he's better than Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp, whoever else you want to name. Yeah, no, I mean, he dominates every statistical category. I mean, you can't Look, argue Lucas stats. there disagreeing. What do you think <laughs> greatest is? Like the best blocker. And when, bro, with the Patriots, this man was putting up receiving numbers every year, just like Kelsey, almost. Yeah, no, he was, people don't realize how crazy he was in New England, bro. The numbers he'd put up, even like, you know, coming back from multiple knee surgeries, multiple yeah, back he would, surgeries. He would miss a lot of games, but yeah. when he would be there for the playoffs, he would destroy teams. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You, I mean, you, you, you can be the first one to realize, Ryan. Week 15 against the Steelers that year, bro. Bro, I mean, that was the that was one of the most dominant individual performances I've seen in a regular season game. He just dominated. I mean, he's he's a beast, dude. But I mean, yeah, Lucas does rep. It. Lucas does rep. You know, Jermichael Finley and Richard Rodgers. So I don't know how much he can speak on tight ends. I mean, we're we're big Gronk and Heath Miller guys over here. So I mean, I don't know who Lucas thinks the greatest is, but I mean, I'm I'm willing to I'm willing to listen to his reasoning. I've never really put into consideration who the greatest tight end of all time is, but I mean, <laughs> Gronk, I guess. Fuck. I mean, I don't, I don't really it's know. Gronk, most man. people, most people would say it's Tony. I mean, some people would say Tony Gonzalez and Shannon Sharp, maybe, but I think it's Gronk. Dick Buckus. What do you say? Dick Buckus. Oh yeah, him too. I mean, yeah. there's obviously a bunch of Hall of Famers in the division, but like Tony. Yeah, I mean, like the most touchdowns, most. I don't know. Yeah, but, but not hey, but Brady and Gronk retiring—that's just a huge part of my life gone. So that sucks, but I mean, you know, the life goes on. You know, type shit. So, but, yeah, it is know, what it is. Yeah, it is what it is. All right, Luke. It's Lucas's turn to uh, have the floor about Rogers first. What do you What are you thinking? Was that his last? Was that Rogers' last game in Green Bay? <clears throat> no, no, it was not. Um, I don't know if you saw the report, but I saw uh, Adam Schefter. He went on the Pat McAfee show, which Rogers is very famous for going on every Tuesday. So tomorrow at two o'clock, I'll be watching that. Um, or wait, that was today. Um, and uh, Schefter went on there and he said, after Green Bay got shocked in that game against uh, the 49ers, instead of flying right out, like most, most people do, like you, you fly right out of Green Bay, because what's there to do in Wisconsin right now? There's no football. Um, Rogers stayed uh, about three or four extra days and just talked to Matt LaFleur, talked to Brian Gutekiss, talked to Mark Murphy about the future of Green Bay. And leaving the convo, um, the entire Packers front office said that they're optimistic that he's going to return. But I don't know what their plan is to get under that salary cap because that is an actual issue. Um, we're going to have to cut a lot of high-tier players that we don't want to cut, but we have to. And we have to do – like it sounds stupid to say that you have to do whatever Rogers wants, but like I don't think I don't think I'm I'm ready to watch him leave or watch us go seven and ten with Jordan Love. Like I'm just not ready. I I need more playoff. I need more playoff chances. Uh, this year was the year. Um, special teams completely folded. Rogers completely folded. <laughs> Jimmy G had a hundred yards and they beat us. They didn't score a touchdown on offense and they beat us. <laughs> Um, 
we got hosed. I, I think Rodgers comes back. Don't know about Devontae because we probably will have to franchise tag him this year and then pay him next year. It just depends how diva he gets, but I have no like I have no idea what Rodgers is gonna do. Him and Brady are the two most unpredictable athletes that I can re- remember really since I've been alive. And Brady choosing to retire. I know retirement is also on the table for Rodgers, but um, I just feel like he's too much of a competitor. He has that sick feeling of just being the one Super Bowl. I feel like he won't retire until he gets to another, and his, his best shot is in Green Bay. So it's up to him. I have no idea what he's going to do, though. Is there, is there any place – I know you want him in Green Bay, but if he were to leave, what place would you be, like, content with him seeing play in? Pittsburgh. Like, Pittsburgh. The only problem is, uh, I think Pittsburgh is either rocking draft or Haskins. So <laughs> oh, don't even get me started. <laughs> but I mean, the Broncos wouldn't be horrible. They have money, but with the reports about Flores, I, I don't know how that's going to change Rogers' opinion about him. It probably won't. Or just but, um, to sell the team. They just straight up said earlier. They yeah, want- they're their teams on the market. They don't have an owner. Don't know if yeah. that'll make them want to go there. But yeah. um, I, I I think Rodgers has three elite years left in him, and then he's gone. Three or two or three probably. But the team that Green Bay had this year was the most locked and loaded team for the Super Bowl run I've ever seen in my life, and they just they folded. Roads your eyes over there, Matt. I mean, I, I've seen better Green Bay teams, but um. But yeah, it was there. It was it was there. I'm not denying it wasn't their year to go to the Super Bowl. I've just seen better talented Green Bay teams. But um, no, there was this. It was their year to go to the ball this year. I thought they were 100 percent going, and then uh, you know, uh, the hey, Maurice Drayton, crazy football. It's hard to win. Yeah, especially in January. Um, Mo Mo Drayton, the, the special teams coordinator for Green Bay. Mo Drayton, uh, he got fired today. That should have happened week 10 of the regular season. Uh, he's probably will never see a job in the NFL again. Um, probably won't even get a job at the collegiate or high school levels again. But um, I hope him and his kids have a great time. But he simply <laughs> ruined my life. So, fuck you, Mo Drayton. Yeah, that, special teams did lose y'all that game. Uh, but at the same time, did you – you got to put up more than fucking. Yeah, we scored points. ten points. You, yeah, it's, it's hard. Mean, to, it's hard to win with ten points. But you know, yeah, if special teams did lose it in the end, but you guys still only lost by what, like three? Mm-hmm. I lost yeah, up I mean, a Robbie Gold field goal. I mean, I think Rogers had like two hundred twenty scoreless yards. Like you, you know, you, you, yeah, you just have to be better against you know. And they're the Rams DBs. I mean, not the Rams. The Niners DBs Rogers aren't anything didn't crazy. Have his dog that night. You said what? I said Rodgers didn't have his dog in him that night. Yeah, no, oh, he, was, he it was he, a Sam Darnold type performance, dude. He didn't look like Joe weird. Burrow. He looked weird. You saw Joe Burrow on those last few drives. <laughs> um, Escaping out of tackles, imagine. Yeah, dude. You know what I just realized though? All three of us are like are possibly losing like our childhood quarterbacks. Uh-huh. And our, 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 like, childhood we didn't team. about Rodgers, but, um, yeah, that's actually pretty crazy to think about. Yeah, I mean, I'm, Ryan and I are back in a – we're still in the wild card round. It's not like we're uh, back to a complete poverty. We still made the playoffs <laughs> this year. But it's still – especially for you, Ryan. I mean, this is my first year without Brady in New England – or second year without Brady in New England. Um, the first year with Mac Jones. And it was, dude, it's just weird, you know. I'm, just, I'm still a pass fan until I die. It's just, But it's just weird seeing – you know, well, a different quarterback and then, um, you know, Brady playing in Tampa. So now it's just going to be where it's still saying, you know, Mac Jones and then no Brady at all in the NFL. So, I mean, I mean, obviously I'm not going to root for the Bucks anymore. I've never, you know, I was only a Bucks fan because of Brady, but um, yeah, it's just weird. And then next year is going to be really weird for you because first year without Big Ben. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I am. I don't know what we're going to do. I think. I'm going to be very disappointed if the Steelers go into next training camp with Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins in a quarterback battle, because that will tell me that we don't even, we don't even give a shit about this season. Like we're not trying to win if that happens. 
like there's nothing that's going to happen if that's our quarterback options. Um, so me being a Steelers fan, I just want to at least get either a veteran or draft someone. But anyways, off that. Um, NFL awards. We can talk about some NFL awards. Yeah. Let's, so let's start with MVP. Lucas, go who's, ahead. Uh, who's um, starting here? Lucas. Lucas, go ahead. All right, so the MVP, it's it's going to be Rodgers. He's, he's going to go back-to-back, but I think there has to be some type of, like, separate award, like the most valuable player. So, like, when we didn't have Rodgers, we put up seven points against a horrible Kansas City defense. Like, it's the most valuable player to a team, and the quarterback is always going to be the most valuable. He's the leader of the team. He calls the plays, calls the um, the audibles. He makes everything happen. But, like, there has to be, like, a co-MVP for a skill position that just went crazy. I don't know. Something has to change there. But it's going to be Rodgers. Also, people aren't realizing that the Packers were, like, missing a lot of key guys all season, though. All year. They Even in the playoffs, we were missing people. Winning games regardless. So, like, through most of the season, Rodgers was, like, kind of a no-brainer just because, like, they were the one seed without Jair, without Zadarius Smith, without whoever else they were missing throughout the year. Like, so that's why he was, like, really – and he obviously put up, what, 37 touchdowns, four picks, another Rodgers typical year. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, so I guess Rodgers, but also I feel like the the league needs to make a quarterback-only award, like just best quarterback season and then maybe offensive player of the year, which would go to a skill position. Because I feel like if you just get rid of MVP and just make it best quarterback and then best skill position or whatever, best receiver, tight end, or running back, I feel like that might work better. And then a defensive player of the year, rookie of the year, whatever you want to say. Because, like, in baseball they have – the Cy Young, which is only a pitcher's award, which I mean, I kind of like. And then they have that, and then they have MVP in each league, which would be your hitters. So I kind of like that mm-hmm. idea. Um, but yeah, I guess Rodgers would be MVP. Rodgers, I'd like Cup to win it too. That'd be cool. But if Derrick Henry didn't get it last year, which I mean, Cup might have had an even better season than Henry. I don't, I just feel like Cup's not really going to get it. Yeah, no, I think uh, – I mean, it's Rodgers is going to win it. He deserves it 100%. But my personal MVP is Cooper Cup. Rams are not where they are without him. But also, you know, the Packers aren't where they are without Rodgers. But, I mean, one team's in the Super Bowl, one team lost divisional round. That's how I kind of view it. But um, Cooper Cup had a dominant season. That That's my MVP, Cooper Cup. Hmm. Also, if Rodgers doesn't win it, I feel like – who who's like second? Is it? It's not. It's like it's Brady, really. That's what most people. It's Brady. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, we saw that one voter come out and say that like he wouldn't. He's not going to vote for Rogers. Drip is fucking right, dude. Because he doesn't like him as a person and his viewpoints and whatever. Like I'm scared that that might happen to like a lot of the other voters because like some of the voters are all the same. Like we saw last week, Barry Bonds couldn't get into the Hall of Fame. He's considered one of the best baseball players of all time and it's because of these voters that are so they're just so like ignorant and so like i don't know what the words are just i feel like i feel like i feel like something of like i don't know i feel like it's just a i feel like these voters and these leagues are just a bunch of old stuck up white guys yeah that's that's i don't that's what i I was no that's what i was like getting at it's like they're just like annoying they're these old heads are just annoying yeah and That's literally what it is. So, like, I'm scared that Rodgers <laughs> might not get it because of that. Because there's going to be more re- reporters that are just like that guy. Yeah, I feel like if Rodgers doesn't win the MVP based off his vaccination status, you have to just get rid of the award. <laughs> like, you, you can't have personal feelings deciding who was the best football player in the league. You can't be – because – and that, that writer, um, whatever his name was, I don't know how to say it, he's a Bears beat writer. Yeah, he's a Bears fan too. So, like, he obviously hates him, but, like, still. Yeah. But Rodgers did uh, – People that are voting on it that 
aren't going to vote him just because they don't like him as a human. Yeah, but Rodgers, he did get um, the, like, first team all pro or whatever, and a lot of the voters that vote for all pro, they also vote for the MVP, but I don't know. I don't think personal feelings should ever, ever be the case if you are a grown man voting on who the best player is. That's pretty ridiculous. Lucas. Yo. Cup wins MVP. Are you pissed off? Nah. I'm lying. I'm mad as shit. <laughs> That's, this this MVP for Rodgers is huge. It's the first back-to-back MVP in how long? Ever, maybe? I don't know if I've ever seen a back-to-back MVP in the NFL. And this is his, what, fifth one, fourth one? But, like, this MVP is massive for Rodgers' legacy, I think. Yeah. I feel like there needs to – maybe if they change – if they do oh. my plan, which is, like, make a quarterback award – I feel like it needs to be named after Brady. I think the trophy should be like the Brady Trophy or something like that. That'd be insane. They they should do that for the Super Bowl MVP. They should name that the Brady Award. Yeah. Yeah. It. I don't know what it is right now. It's probably something, but yeah. I mean, I feel like they something needs to be like a trophy or something should be after Brady. What is, what's the name of the Super Bowl MVP award right now? Is there like a name for it? Let me. Um, I, I think it's just a Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, it should be the Tom Brady Super Bowl MVP award. And I know yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to be biased, but I've heard this before that people think the Lombardi should be named the Belichick. But like, I know if you want to keep it's it, called the though. Pete Rozelle Trophy. Who's Who's that? Couldn't tell you. Probably some old head that played in like the 1700s. Pro- dude. Probably some they, old head that doesn't think Rogers deserves MVP because of his vaccine. Right. No status. kidding. <laughs> I think. What is I it think, called? The Pete Rozelle. Pete Rozelle, yep. That's what it is. Wow. Um, I, I just feel like something has to be named after Brady. Like, the, the Patriots field should be named, like, Brady Field or something. Or this, I, I think the Super Bowl MVP being named after Brady. I think that's the most accurate one, the Tom Brady. Yeah, definitely. Board. Definitely. That'd be most – that's – I can get behind that, but – you know, that probably won't be for a few few years. So. Yeah. But, oh, all right, well. Dude, we got to get, get rid of the Pete Rozelle trophy, dude. He was a commissioner. Man, what the hell is that? What the hell he is was a Pete commissioner? Rozelle? Huh? He was the commissioner of the league for like 30 years. He was. He named the trophy after him and dipped. I'm sick, dude. Oh, <laughs> man. If Goodell, if Goodell did that, I'm boycotting the NFL, dude. Yeah, no kidding. Well, if we have all of our MVPs out of the way and we're all going to say Rodgers, I think all of our offensive player of the year is Cup. I'm sure that's pretty unanimous considering Rodgers gets the M- – if Rodgers gets the MVP. I'm not knocking Jonathan Taylor, but not making the playoffs and not playing the oh, last few games is huge. Sure. Yeah, well, since probably won't get – Before we go to the new ones, I just want to say, like – because I did just kind of hate on this dude. Like, he did, like, help the league, like, become, like, super, like, big. Like, he's credited with, like, being, like, the best commissioner, I guess. So, like, he is great. But, like, let's change the trophy. Yeah. Name name something else after Pete. Name something else. To the guy who actually won Super Bowl MVPs. Yeah. I don't – no (laughs) one really cares about him anyways anymore. So, like, let's let's change it to Brady. But anyway. It's just time to move on. Yeah, there was only there was only two Super Bowls Brady was in where he didn't get MVP. The other two were Edelman and Deion Brands. So five Super Bowl MVPs, I believe. I mean, yeah, that's, that's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> um, yeah. So offensive player of the year, I think we all agree, Cooper Cup by pretty easy margin to me, pretty wide margin. Yeah, I agree. Defensive player. What's the next on the list? What'd you say? I said, what's the next like? Um, award in the list is it oh, defensive go, player of the year? We're gonna go defensive player of the year. I got my guy TJ Watt, obviously. Easy. Tied the sack record in two let two and a half less games. Two, two and a half. I mean, not much more more to be said. I th- I feel like he's been robbed the, the last two years, honestly. So this should be his third straight depoy. I'm tired of Aaron Donald, dude. I'm just sick and tired of Aaron Donald. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but it's been multiple occasions where when he gets locked up, he starts to choke linemen and, like, put his fingers in their eyes. He chokes them. He gets so mad that he chokes them. How is he not getting flagged or fined? 
And I'm tired of him robbing T.J. Watt for all of these big awards. It's getting ridiculous. Yeah, um, T.J. Watt's my defensive player of the year as well. I I really hope they don't give it to Micah Parsons, dude. He deserves defensive rookie of the year or whatever. But, um, yeah, no. I mean, I've seen a lot of people saying Micah Parsons should get it. It should be T.J. Watt unanimously. No question. I'm not, I'm not sure if uh, Micah Parsons showed up against San Francisco in their big playoff game. Didn't really hear him much. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see him. No, I'm playing. Uh, the nah. thing – the thing that really pisses me off, though, about, like, Aaron Donald getting it last year is that, like, last year, like, usually players win these awards, like, after they put up, like, the best numbers. Like, they might not be the best at their position or whatever that season. But, like, last year they just made it, like, oh, Aaron Donald was triple team, double teamed more. That's why he didn't get it. That So we'll just give it to him. Like, it's like they've never given like the award out like that. Like, they've never been like, oh, yeah, LeBron's the best player. So we'll just give him the MVP, even though like he didn't have the best season. Like, he usually goes Mm -hmm. to the best. So, like, TJ Watt like had the best season. Like, come on. Like, yeah. And if, if you're going to go off that, he didn't have the greatest season. Yeah. He was double team, triple team. This year, Devontae Adams had a good season, not a great season. Every single play, there was always, always two people on him. You can't go off that. Cup is the clear one. Cup is just like Watt last year. But I, I think they actually get the awards right this time. They better. Yeah, I agree. Offensive, oh, rookie, offensive rookie of the year? Jamar Chase, next. Yeah. Jamar Chase, it's, next. It's Jamar and Najee, right, are – Right neck and neck. If if Najee had an O line, he wins it unanimously. Bold take, but no, nah, it's gonna be it, Jamar. Maybe it would have been hard though, because like Jamar Chase was first team All Pro. Like, yeah, Jamar Chase, he broke records, man. Records. I'm saying, dude, Najee had a good enough year behind like guys that probably me and Lucas could be at, beat out on an O line, dude. Like, probably Najee's gonna once he gets an O line, he's gonna be a top five back hands down, without question. Hey but, Ryan. I mean, I put him there already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, you're, I mean, mental institution is where you should go for top five Najee right now. But bro, what? Ryan, I'm not doing y'all, top five backs with you guys again. I don't hear Aaron Jones number one. Y'all, next, y'all next, need next, next podcast. Yeah. Y'all need Tyler Linderbaum on your old line now. I like that. Bold, a bold take. About a, about a month, a month or two away from the draft. I forget when the draft is, honestly, but, um, yeah, I think Linderbaum to Pittsburgh is very reasonable. It's, it's, it's either going to be uh, Linderbaum or Pickett. Yeah, you know how, like, last year everyone knew, like, the Steelers were going to take Najee? I feel like this year it's the same thing now. It's Pickett and Linderbaum. Like, I feel like we're getting one of them. It's like <laughs> – I don't know why. But it feels like we're taking one of them at 20 if one of them's there. But defensive rookie of the year, Micah Parsons. All right, I say the same. Eric Stokes. <laughs> no, nah, it's just... definitely Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons is nasty. Like people want to talk about like that defense like becoming really good. It's literally because of him. Yeah. By far, like yeah. Trayvon Diggs. Yeah, he needs to be a number two corner somewhere because, like, he's not going to get twelve interceptions every year. But if he's your t- number two corner, like that's pretty damn good. Yeah. yeah, but Micah Parsons changed that defense as a rookie. Definitely. No, I mean, sure, his biggest games were against the football team, but he still was an animal in most games. So I mean, I can't, you can't hate on that. So I mean, and I, I can't even think who would be second right now for defensive rookie of the year. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I but, can't even honestly. I can't even. I have no. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be Micah Parsons pretty unanimously. What about comeback player of the year? Joe Burrow. Gimme uh, gimme Joey. I yeah, I think it's Joe Burrow too. But also you could see a lot of people say Nick Bosa and a lot of people might still say Dak, which I'm not saying Dak though. I'll take Joe over Dak for sure. Um I got Joe Burrow, comeback player of the year. Yeah, Definitely. I can't. I'm trying to think of who the candidates are, but yeah, Joe Burrow. I mean, he turned 
dude, it's sent, the team's in the Super Bowl. This is the first year back yeah. after an ACL surgery. I mean, he's got. <laughs> and he's playing with a poverty O, o line that's strapped yeah, up no, for medals. So. Yeah, more I talk about it, Joe Burrow definitely deserves that. No brainer. Nick Bosa, though, did have 15 and a half sacks comeback player. That's pretty, that's pretty good, too. He's an he animal. also missed a couple games, I think. Yeah. Are we missing an award? Coach, of, Coach the of the year. Coach of the year. All right. I don't really know yet, but, but, like, during the season, I was always thinking to myself, like, the Packers need an award, like, either Rodgers MVP or Matt or Matt LaFleur Coach of the Year, just because of how many, like, like I said earlier, because they were missing so many players throughout the season and they were still the one seed. Like, I feel like someone deserves something. So, like, I would have said Matt LaFleur, but after how the playoffs went, I don't know if they're re- if he's really going to get it anymore. Um, even though it's a regular season thing, Zach Taylor. Now you just change your mind. Zach Taylor might get it. I don't know who. I really don't know who I'd pick. I'm either I'm, I'm either saying Zach Taylor or Mike Vrabel. I, like I would say Vrabel if he didn't get this. I mean, they didn't get destroyed. But again, again, regular season award, Mike Vrabel. Yeah, yeah, it is. I, mean, they, I, they, I uh, man, give Mike Tomlin a coach of the year. <laughs> Man, get out of here, dude. Come on, bro. I'm getting tired of you. <laughs> My <laughs> honest, honest opinion. I I think Matt LaFleur won coach of the year when we went into an undefeated Arizona team with out our top three wide receivers, a bunch of guys on defense, a bunch of guys on O-line, and we went in and we beat an undefeated Cardinals team with a team of practice squad. I just feel like and we've been missing people the entire year. We've, our, the Packers O-line has been a revolving door the entire year. Injuries left and right. But if I had to really think about it, my top three have to be LaFleur, Taylor, and Vrabel. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of deserving coaches of it. I just think it's either going to be yeah. Zach Taylor or Mike Vrabel. It's, it's not like a who I want to win type thing. I want Belichick to win, but he's not going to. So it's, it's probably going to be Zach Taylor and Mike Vrabel. Yeah. Is there any awards? There's like weird ones, like Walter Payton, Man of the Year. Oh yeah, yeah who did no. the best in their community um, this year, boys? <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't even. I don't even know who the past nominee is. I'm not gonna lie to you. I think it might I, be like Matt Slater. I might go Matt Slater on this one. Hey, all right. Well, I think that kind of wraps us up. We kind of covered everything that we wanted to yeah. cover. Um. That was a good episode. Thank you. Thank you for if you're watching. Thank you for tuning in. Hey, hey, Tristan, Lamar's great. <laughs> hey, Tristan.